This is P1 listener James Elliott, and you're watching the X Factor podcast, brought to you by Bottom Gun Coffee. That's the fact, Jack! That's the fact, Jack! to the X Factor Podcast. I am yours, Bruley, and uh, in the other square, if you're watching on YouTube, is the other square, uh, Officer John Rennie. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you, you all knew this, but he has uh, volunteered for Space Force and uh, will be uh, blasting off with... Uh, John is trying to be a unifying force in this country. So he yes. will be blasting off with Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk. Oh, nice. And Richard Branson. Oh, there we go. Yeah. And here on this podcast, we are going to hold a contest where you could win uh, the final seat on the rocket ship. You would ride shotgun with JR and uh, the other three would backseat drive, of course. So, uh, John, like how do you want people to enter that? I forget what you said. They need to go to my website and buy a case of books to be eligible. Was that was that the rule? I think you it is. Yeah. About? So we we have this thing where you buy if you buy twenty five books, you'll be placed in the drawing. I don't know. Uh, do they even travel to the case twenty four? I don't know. Uh, is that like a baker's case? A baker's case. That's yeah. it. That's it. But imagine being in that in that room with that conversation between uh, those those three. So, I wonder whose ego is bigger. Uh, Bezos, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah his yeah. head's bigger. I don't know if his head's going to fit fit through the hatch. No. Um, this podcast is brought to you by our friends at Bottom Gun Coffee, BottomGunCoffee.com. Cowboy Blend, my new favorite. Get you some. I figured you'd like the cowboy blend. You have, uh, what do we say, seven pairs of cowboy boots? Is that what we said? Currently seven. Currently seven. seven. Yes. All right. Could be more. Could be more. Mm -hmm. uh, JR. Yes, sir. We decided we were going to add a new feature to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moving forward. And I wanted to see if you wanted to announce the feature, and then I would announce this week's featured um well, for lack of a better term, this time featured family. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, we you know, we talk about in this podcast uh, things that are, you know, things, products, people, companies that are making a difference that are, you know, separated them, themselves from the pack. One of the things we want to do, and both, uh, both John and I are small business owners, so we want to try to feature uh, every week we're going to feature a small business of the week or potentially a charity of the week, some something that's uh, – you know, uh, meaningful to us that we want to bring bring to your attention something that need maybe needs some attention. So it's either going to be a small business uh, of the week or a charity of the week. So, but every week we come to you with uh, something we want to talk about. That's uh, you know we're going to talk about X Factor like we do always, but we want to bring up something that uh, you know just some awareness for a brand that we think is up and coming. It's exciting or or a charity that we think uh, needs to be supported. So that's what we're going to do going forward. So if you have some ideas, reach out to us. Uh, on all of our socials and give us some ideas on on either a small business of the week or charity of the week that we want to talk about. So that being said, uh, this being week one, coach, what do you got? 
Uh, yeah, this week, week one, I, I couldn't think of a better way to uh, start this fabulous initiative um, than with the Lawn Brothers. Are you familiar with the Lawn Brothers, John? The Lawn Brothers? No, I've never heard of them. Yeah. Who, who are the Lawn you know, it's like a uh, stereotype, right? Yeah. There are certain stereotypes, like different ethnicities and nationalities involve right. themselves in different businesses. Right. When you think of diners... What nationality do you think of? Usually Greeks, right? They're yeah. really yeah. Greek diners, right? Yeah. Um, you think of Chinese restaurants. What nationality do you think of? Uh, typically Chinese. There you go. Yep. So um, you're, you're you're figuring this out quick. You're playing the right. game. Uh, and then there's you know another industry, uh, the uh, landscape business. Well, don't, stereo- say, don't say Mexicans. Yeah. Well, that's a stereotype. Yeah, yeah. But it's not the case. Uh, yeah. No, it's there are a lot of Italians who That's run true. landscape businesses. Yeah. Oh. If if they're not in the garbage business in That's major it. cities <laughs> in America, they're in landscaping. So Lawn Brothers Lawn Care is a brand new business, um, which was founded out of necessity by two unemployed, recently unemployed men. Uh, they're brothers, so it's a family business. See what they did? They're lawn brothers. They're, they're brothers, family oh, okay. business. okay. Makes sense. And um, so they do like – you could do like a fall cleanup of your yard, get rid of all the leaves. Um, they do uh, mowing in spring and summer. They also do snow removal uh, in the winter to keep busy, and that's kind of what they're going to find themselves doing now, I believe, uh, that winter has hit. And they were both recently fired from their jobs. Uh, if you would like to hire the Lawn Brothers, you can go to 1-800-2-CUOMO. That's 1-800-2-C-U-O-M-O-W-QUOMO. Wait, are these the same two that uh, recently been fired? And uh, yeah, as for Andrew, he's the the, the business manager. Um, the other one just handles public relations. I see, and runs interference on all the competing companies. That yeah, I see, I see. So, uh, and they're based out of New York, I assume. New York, forget about it. So one eight hundred two Cuomo. Oh. Yeah. I see. Um, see, now people are going to think, Jr., that uh, we're kidding uh, because we did a little bit this week. They're going to they're right. think we're kidding about this whole initiative every week. So why don't you tell them the truth? No, the truth is we want to do this. We, we, we've we've we touched on it. If you if you remember back uh, if you have a long time ago, we we did highlight one small business and we talked about the idea of us doing this more often. We never made it happen. Well, we're going to do this. Who is in charge of making it happen to explain why it never happened? <laughs> it's the uh, the intern uh, formerly known as Parker. Uh, it's, yeah, that's it. So, so did you know, fun fact, that somehow on Apple Podcasts, we got an explicit rating? I did notice that, yes. Okay, so does that mean I can refer to him as our fucking idiot intern? Well, that you fired. Oh, that Sarah Swenson fired. Shout out Sarah Swenson. <laughs> yes, you can because we okay. do have the because e- I just did. Yes, yes, we do have the E uh, uh, rating in on Apple Podcasts. I don't know how that happens. Yeah, so we're how did that happen? I have no idea. We're Maybe wholesome. Just, we're we're wholesome. Right. There's occasionally an F bomb that gets dropped, but other than that, it's normal. 
you know, it's it's not. It's wholesome, mostly. So uh, what's the topic today, which is brought to you by our friends at Bottom Gun Coffee? Yeah, today we're going to talk something completely different. We've been talking about a lot of uh, uh, holiday themes. We had talked about Christmas uh, side dishes, Thanksgiving side dishes. We talked about Christmas movies. Uh, but we're getting into, uh, as we get into the new year, uh, you know, new new year, new me, right? Everybody's going to be turning off our new leaf. But uh, we're going to talk about something that I think is really important, and that's the idea of an X-factor life skills. These are skills that will help you be successful in your life. And it's often the skills that are not taught in school. And these are the ones that actually make a difference in your life and in your career. And, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of times we don't talk about it too much. But uh, from what I can see and the way I can see the way a lot of leaders lead their companies, a lot of businessmen do business, is that these life skills are missing in a lot of yeah. cases. From, uh, you know, like it's like if you decide you want to launch a leadership workbook that was like a daily reader and, and you promoted that you're going to launch this leadership workbook that was a daily reader like a yeah. year ago and you took pre-orders and then you never released it. Someone like that maybe hypothetically fell into that sort of scenario probably could have used, oh, let's say, you know, an accountability partner. Accountability is a life skill. It is a life skill. Yes, accountability would have been helpful. Yes. That was a hypothetical, folks. Purely hypothetical situation. Completely hypothetical, yes. Yeah. So I don't want anyone reading anything into that, you know? like. Oh, yeah. by the way, I, I had to leave you for a second because I had to go get a snack. What do you got? Oh, you got the Werther's original. Yeah. Uh, if anyone uh, who watches or listens to this podcast has any connections at Werther's, they would uh, – I think Werther's is an X-Factor candy. Yes. And um, they should sponsor the podcast. Hey, that, that could happen. Wait, usually that's like an old person's candy, right? So they probably that's my sponsor. kids call it old people snacks. Yeah. Yeah. But they're addictive and they're delicious. The candy's not, not small children. Do, you, do your daughters like those? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, you you've converted them. But that doesn't stop them from referring to it as old people candy and old. It, people it is candy. old people candy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's still good. Yeah. Jr. X Factor life skills. Yeah. yeah. This is sort of a uh, departure from what we usually talk about. You know, we're kind of rounding all the bases, getting to some different things here on the show, and this is a little bit more of a serious one. We're not going to be say. Um, complaining, cursing, and berating a uh, mini craft brew beer keg machine. We've done uh, that. What were some of our other episodes? Um, X-Factor oh. show producers. We're not going to be throwing a show producer under the bus. Right, right. We talked about inventors, you know, the spork, if you remember the past episodes. We talked about, um, you know, everything from the, uh, you know, Everything from music to movies to to side dishes to Christmas presents, uh, you name it. So this is um, we had a uh, in one of our pre-production meetings, we had a very pensive moment. We were deciding, you know, let's uh, let's shake things up a little bit on this show, mm -hmm. and let's provide a different type of content. 
And to your point, the new year, the new you, the new me, new this, new that phenomenon. So many New Year's resolutions here in a couple weeks uh, fall by the wayside very quickly within a matter of hours in many cases of the new year, within a matter of days, typically. Something like um, over 85% of all New Year's resolutions are broken within the first two weeks of the new year. Yes. More research study by the University of Scranton. Um, which I believe is where most of the employees of Dunder Mifflin Paper Company yes. uh, went to college. Yes. But, um, so to that point, you know, there are some life skills that could really help you uh, adhere to your New Year's resolutions. I alluded to one earlier, which is actually, in fact, my X-Factor life skill that I believe could potentially be the most X-factor life skill, and that is accountability. I think of all the abilities, accountability is the greatest ability. Explain. I think I just did. So say, hypothetically, you uh, decide you're going to launch a daily reader. <laughs> just kidding. Yes. Um, no, I think that um, long after motivation fades like a sunburn, you know, uh, it's all warm and, and looks good and feels good in the beginning, like a new year's resolution. Once that feeling subsides and, you know, the motivation starts to fade, how do you maintain that stick to That's one word, by the way, stick to I like it. Um, it's polysyllabic too. Wow. Five syllables. Five syllables. Uh, I have to look that one up. Well, you went to WPI, you know? Like, if I gave you an equation. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I smoke what you're rolling, brew. Yes. So, um, what was I saying anyway? We're talking about, uh, you were talking about ability, uh, accountability, and why it's the greatest ability. You talked about the fact that after motivation it fades. fades. Yes, after yes. it fades. Uh, you need something to keep you on the straight and narrow, so to speak. And that something, I think, should be accountability. So is accountability through having someone holding you accountable, having a method to keep, keep hold you accountable, having a habit to hold you accountable, or is it all of the above? Yes, yes, and yes. Ah, okay. Yeah, I think you, you um, set a goal, you make it public, recruit or enlist an accountability partner, and also you need to have a consequence or penalty. Hmm. You don't hit certain benchmarks along the way. They hold you accountable to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's important. I think, I think, yeah, making it. I mean, part of part of accomplishing any goal is to, you know, obviously it's it's daily progress towards that goal, but it's also changing your habits and lifestyle to be able to achieve that goal, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. uh, not just fitness and health goals, but just anything in in your business life. For example, you know, making uh, it came out of your first book, right? Uh, stadium status, which was, uh, you know. What My was it? First book? Oh no, sorry. Your your first book in the stadium status series. That's what I meant. Yes, thank you. Yes. Yeah, but you said recruit daily or perish. 
right? RDOP, baby. RDOP. So that is a habit of a coach, of a successful coach, which is you're always recruiting and it's part of your daily habit. It's not just something nuns wear. Exactly. But it's something that you did and you, you, you held yourself accountable to that. And you had a sort of a, uh, check the box every uh, every day that you you know you re- you did that recruiting and and I know in my small business I adopted that idea and put it in an, in an idea called sell daily or perish and I had on my calendar I still do on right right beside me I had ten check marks and I had to contact at least ten customers a day and so it's the same thing as de- 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 it's it's creating a daily habit for yourself. And you hold yourself accountable by this checklist that's standing right next to you. Do you say, oh, shoot, I only contacted five customers yesterday. I better do 15 today to stay on track. But some level of accountability toward, uh, toward you know, and again, you're talking about a big goal in the future, but it, what's your daily habits? What's your daily focus? How do you hold yourself accountable to get to that bigger goal at the end of the day? Yeah, so many people um, set that big goal, let's say for a New Year's resolution, and they don't reverse engineer it. Yeah. You know, like, okay, that's great. You want to, um, I don't know, release a, uh, a leadership daily reader, journal type <laughs> publication. Okay, well, how are you going to reverse engineer like that whole big picture um, project? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's right. One I, look back, day. I look back on it. That's probably a good idea. I mean, I'm hypothetically speaking here, you know, um, but in all seriousness, Jr., people yes. don't reverse engineer their goals. Typically, they uh, have a big picture goal and they start off with the best of intentions, but not with a particularly great amount of clarity or focus. A focus could also be an X factor life skill, especially in the age of digital distraction here. But to have a process uh, something public and accountability partners. And that's something, uh, since we're promoting small businesses on the podcast, that's something I do uh, at the end of every year. I have this uh, accountability group coaching program, single pin accountability, uh, it's called, uh, where I hold you accountable to a big picture goal at the end of a year. And each week, you know, we reverse engineer it. And each week, you have certain steps you have to take in the process. And you have to report back to me by 5 p.m., close a business on Friday if you took that step that week. And if you didn't, there's a consequence. And you can enroll in that program at coachbrew.com. Limited seats, folks. Act now. What's it called? What's the program called? uh, You go to singlepinaccountability.com, actually. Um, But there is information on my website. But in all seriousness, whether you use... uh, my accountability program or you use uh, check marks on a daily calendar uh, or any other process, you know, um, you know, Seinfeld had a great strategy. He uh, set a, a writing goal for himself every single day. And all he did was uh, he had like a, uh, a wall calendar for the year and he just put an X with a Sharpie through each day that he wrote however many pages of new material, you know, for his comedy act, this was when he was doing stand-up full-time, and he wouldn't allow himself to break the chain. 
Like I have to, I can't leave here until I have done my writing. I can put a big X through today's date on the calendar. And, you know, uh, as simple as that might be, that was something he attributed a large amount of his success to as a comic. Because yeah, I think, you have to force yeah. yourself to write and you have to force yourself to do things when you don't want to. When you're not feeling it, you're not feeling great, or you don't, you know, like, I, I just think it's funny when people say they have writer's block. Yeah. You know, like, if you got in an Uber and you said, hey, take me to the airport, I need to go to JFK Airport, the Uber driver or the cab driver isn't going to say, I'm sorry, I, I can't take you right now, I'm having driver's block. Yeah, the way to resolve writer's block is to write. I mean, that's how yeah, you... Yeah, you don't have to write well. You just have to write. Yeah, you have to write. I think that's a, that's a big hang-up for people when they're trying to do something big is they start off, say they're going to, you know, they want to get in shape and, and they say, well, I'm going to go to the gym every day. And they go to the first day and it's 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 a train wreck because they hadn't been in a gym a long time. And the first of day of the year is jam-packed. Yeah, it's jam-packed. It's frustrating. And then... So they maybe do it another day, a third day, and then they sort of just give up on it because it's not going well or, you know, their vision of what they, they realize how far away they are from their goal and they just kind of give up and, and, and why. Or the other thing that happens, too, and you thought, thought the results would come faster, too, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, is you, you mentioned the chain. A lot of people will say, well, I'm going to run every day, uh, uh, you know, every day for the whole year. Right. And they run every day for 14 days and they miss the 15th day. And they just say, well, I missed the 15th day, so I'm just going to give up. Right. So they break the chain and then they just to run up. to McDonald's. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things uh, John Acuff writes, uh, he's a he's a writer. He's written a bunch of different books, but. One of the books he wrote is called Finish. And one of the things he mentioned in that book is the most important day when you're trying to reach a big goal and you have daily habits. He's from Finland? What's that? No, he's, he's not. from Finland? No. John Acuff? No. He wrote a book called Finish. He's from Finland? I didn't know Acuff was from Finland. No. Finish is in Get Something Done. Oh, okay. But what he said was, was the most important day in trying to get to a big goal is the day after you missed your goal. It's yep. getting up and and regardless that you broke the chain and then just keep going again and try to get that chain going in. Because most, most people will just say, oh, I, I broke the chain, I give up. I can't have a perfect year or a perfect month or a perfect week. So I'm just gonna, I, I'm just gonna eat whatever I want. I'm gonna skip my workout. I'm going to not call a customer today. And and the, the most important day is the day after you make a mistake yep. that you get back on the horse and you, and you keep riding. That's really important. And a lot of people miss that and they just sort of give up. And that's why so many so many people don't reach their goals in a year. So that's yeah, really I've always important. said uh, something similar. The most important practice is the one right after a loss. Yeah, that's exactly that's the same concept. Yeah, that's the most important practice. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's good. I like that accountability, finding an accountability partner, having a method of accountability so that you make progress to, towards your goal, I think is really, really important. And you, JR, what is your X Factor life skill? Well, I mean, mine's a little bit different than I do. I do think accountability is a way to reach, you know, goals, a really important life skill that you need to have and you can be successful with it. Mine is a slightly different uh, tact, and that is, I, you know, as, as I've been 
leading people for three decades and looking at leadership and bad leaders. And one of the things I think is missing, uh, and, and I think it's a life skill that a lot of people don't have, is the ability to respect others. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is, uh, is that you treat everybody around you, regardless of what their 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 position in the company is, or their role, or or if they can help you or not help you, is you treat them with respect. And I think that's something that we see really missing today. Yeah, in, you really don't want to like interrupt somebody when they're talking. For example, that would be disrespectful. It's an example of it. Yes, absolutely. You know, I have a. a I totally agree company. with you. <laughs> I have a small company, right? And um, and a small manufacturing company, Peak Demand, and uh, we have this thing called a list of expectations that we, you know, this this is what we talk to all of our employees about all the time. But this is my my expectations for you as an employee in my company, and it says uh, for me. Well, if you work for me, this would be your expectation. I feel so, like I work for you on this podcast. You kind of do. So here it is my expectations. I say we're a different kind of company. We work as a team. At peak demand, the enemy is outside of four walls. And on the inside, we work as a team. We do this by respecting each other, keeping each other safe, meeting our mutual commitments, being patient with one another, and working hard to make our customers successful. As CEO, my expectations are that you keep these simple principles. And there's a list of principles, but number one on that list is to treat everyone with respect. And it seems like... uh, you know, we would solve a lot of problems in our country, in a lot of companies, in a lot of leadership, if we took that approach to respect the people around you and treat them with respect. You know, I mean, I guess, you know, is this something you can learn or is something you, you were, you know, like is the way I was raised, right? Respect your elders, respect your parents, respect yeah. your nation, respect the flag, respect God, respect your fellow workers. You know, you speak to everyone the same way respectfully and not just based on how much they can help you in your career or help you in uh in life right you know well yeah, i think john so often too people when you say respect they just think you mean yes uh yes sir no ma'am uh please and thank you and so far beyond that you know yeah. like i mean look at people on conversations on social media interactions like you said employees with customers it goes so far beyond like kind of standard sort of old school etiquette it's a very nuanced thing that that when done well should permeate through the fiber of kind of every touch point yeah i mean i i wouldn't say that you know in my career i was you know i i went to the pinnacle level of of you know business leadership but i i mean certainly i I ran a $250 million business, had 600 employees working for me, but I didn't do that through, uh, I did that because I was respectful all the way through to the people that I work, worked for, to the people that worked for me, to, to my peers. Uh, I was always someone that uh, you knew I, I would not uh, backstab you. I wouldn't go around you. I would, my word was my honor. Uh, I, you know, and, and I think that's something that people value in, in people around them. Yeah. Is it ironic that um, you're talking about this subject and our small business spotlight was the Cuomo brothers this week? <laughs> yeah. So there's a, there's an example. Not ruling through intimidation, corruption, right, right. and yeah. Intimidation, corruption, um, you know, just just lying, uh, just smugness, the, the whole thing about 
you know, they don't treat people with respect. Look at the way uh, Xander's the governor, right? Or was the yep. governor? Yeah. And the way he treated his people, people talk about it. he was a bully, right? He, he would force you to, you know, force his way amongst people. And, uh, and that ultimately led to his demise. And force and, himself on interns. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, um, there's an Albert Einstein quote I like. It says, I speak, he said, I speak to everyone the same way, whether he's the garbage man or the president of the university. And that's the idea of, of showing everybody, giving everybody mutual respect. Uh, and I really like that. And um, so, I, you know, this week I was writing on, I do, uh, I do an article every week that uh, on my, on my website. I you can sign out. up for that at johnsrenny.com, folks. You can. Yes, exactly. But, you know, I, I got to thinking about this. You might have heard the story. Uh, it's, it's a company called Better.com. It's a mortgage company. The CEO, Vishal Garg, he, uh, on December 1st, he, he had a nine, called 900 pe- people hastily on a Zoom call, and uh, he fired them all. And that represented 9% of his company workers, and he fired them all right before Christmas. And... Um, and that was just a week after they had just received $750 million in, in funding right before they were about to go public. And they had about a billion dollars on their balance sheet. And he went ahead and, and fired 9% of his uh, workers without any warning on Zoom. Merry and, Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. I mean, this this guy. And so you think to yourself, well, well, maybe there's a business reason for it, right? And there might be. I, I haven't dug deep enough in the story to realize if it was a real business story. But the fact that they just got $750 million on their balance sheet, they're worth a billion dollars, uh, they have cash of a billion, the company's worth $7 billion. Vishal Garg himself is worth $4 billion, right? And then the question is, if you had too many employees, wouldn't you have known that at some point, that you had 9% too many employees? And yeah. could you have done that through attrition versus you know firing everybody? And we got to wipe, wipe every single one of them off the books. Yeah. Before the quarter ends. Yeah, exactly. So you know he's doing it for some financial reason. For it's for it's sure. likely for some bonus check that he's about to get from his investors, or likely I don't know that for a fact. What company is this, and how do we boycott it and throw them under the bus? It's called Better.com, and but and, and yeah, don't, you're not you don't have to worry because the company is falling apart because of this yes. one guy who does who knows nothing about the the subject of respect. I and love when, it when, when I, companies like that fall apart. Oh, absolutely. And they should. They deserve it. I mean, that now when I look through, I looked about some history of him, and uh, he was known as being brash, uh, impetuous, uh, volatile. He had complete la- lack of respect for employees. And one time, in one memo, he sent this. I have to read this to you. He sent this memo to a group of employees that I guess were their onboarding team for new customers. And he said this in an email to a, a, a large number of employees. They said, you are too damn slow. You're a bunch of dumb dolphins and dumb dolphins get caught in and eaten by sharks. They get caught in nets and eaten by sharks. So stop it, stop it, stop it right now. You are embarrassing me. That's an email he sent to employees, right? I, I hope the caps lock was on. No, no, it is. I wish you could see it. It literally was. <laughs> I don't That's know. awesome. It's all, in all caps. Yeah, I see it. Because he's an ass and he is a he doesn't know how to show respect. And they said yeah. that um, you know we many, could do, John. Seriously. Let me what? interrupt for a minute. I'm gonna sure. show you a lack of respect by interrupting. Sure. When his board uh, gives him his golden parachute, yes, and allows him to resign to spend more time with his family. Which will happen, yeah. Yeah. We should offer him an internship as our show producer. Hmm. 
Perfect. I like it. And Let's then we just absolutely throttle him. Yeah, absolutely. And treat him the way he treated his employees. I think that'd be fun. I mean, I mean, this I don't think he'll take the job, but I think it'd be fun. I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, he wouldn't take the job probably, but uh, the um, we could, here's what we could do: we can invite him on as a guest. Yeah, and then offer him an internship live um, on the air. I like it. I like it. Let's do it because I think you know it's just what he did to his employees. He called them all up and he said, "Everybody on this call is fired." Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we could do the same thing. Well, everyone that's on this call that's not part of uh, the deep, you know, the it's a deep leadership team. <laughs> wow, that's not it. part of the X Factor team. Pretty, yeah. So <laughs> here's my thing. Okay, like talk about accountability and respect. They go hand yeah. in hand. They do actually. Um, they do. So you're the CEO. Yes. And your company's overstaffed. Yes. Ultimately, who should be held accountable for the for that gross oversight? It's it's Maybe the you. Yeah, it's I mean the, the top, right? The buck stops here. That's the thing about this, you know. And I wrote about it in my book, All in the Same Boat. And when you're all in the same boat, everyone all in the same boat book.com, by the way. Yes, it is. If you use when the you, promo code ELF20 from now until when, you can get Christmas. 20% off now until Christmas. ELF20, 100%. all in the same boat book.com. Go ahead. Aren't you glad I interrupted you to say that? Yes. yes. It was the most respectful thing I could have done for your small Very business. respectful. Very respectful. Uh, so my point is, is that in that book, we talked about what it meant to lead like you're all in the same boat. When you lead like you're all in the same boat, it, when you suffer, when, when the company's suffering, the leader suffers as well. Right. It's not like the uh, in this case. Right. The company had too many employees. The fault was exactly that. Right. It was the CEO who hired too many people. And then who pays the price? In this case, only the workers, not the leader. The leader's going to get scot free. He'll get a large bonus check. He'll ride off on sunset. But the good news is, is that it's starting to fall apart. The company's falling apart. People are leaving the company. Um they lost their head of marketing since since he made the announcement. The head of marketing left, vice president of communications, public relations director. And they're saying uh, they talked uh, the Daily Beast interviewed some people and they said everyone that they talked to is looking to try to leave the company. And the news that just came out a couple of days ago, the uh, this guy, Vishal Garg, whatever his name is, Vishal Garg, he's been suspended. So. Uh, will he uh, ultimately be fired? Will he ultimately uh, pay a price for this? We're hoping that he does because this is a this is a guy who. What's this company sell? They sell anyway. mortgages. They sell online mortgages, quick, easy mortgages at uh, Better.com. But it's a toxic company led by a toxic leader who has no respect for his employees, and ultimately he's going to. This company is going to fall apart based on his. Uh, yeah, lack of respect for people that for people that work around him. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If that's the way you treat your employees, imagine how you, they treat customers. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And there's plenty of other places you can qualify for a mortgage at the same rate or better. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, this is just an example of a toxic leader creating a toxic environment, and it's all about this lack of respect. So, again, for me, a life skill that I've used just throughout a little my life. Bit. Is just showing respect, just demonstrating respect. Yep. Just a little bit. R E S P C T. Just a little bit. That's it. That's a good song. Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Yep. Or Millie Vanilli. Oh, they did it too. I don't know. 
Um, we'd love to know what you think is an X factor life skill. Yeah. I, um, this is a total tangent, but I, I do think it's a life skill. Um, so we've got this, uh, you remember the, the convenient, not convenience store, the, the, uh, corner store that we stopped and got lunch at when you were up here visiting. Oh yeah. That place is, is amazing. Yeah. There's another <laughs> one next town over, you know, um, and they might even be owned by the same family. Uh, and they sell these breakfast pizzas. You go in, get a slice of breakfast pizza, some home fries, coffee in the morning for breakfast. I do that, you know, uh, more often than I should because they're delicious. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, at least once a week I'll go in there and do that. Buy gas. Anyway, I went in there and I got the very last slice of breakfast pizza on Monday. And I said, are you making more? And they're like, no, it's like 1030. So we're kind of at that window where we shut down breakfast to start making lunch. And I said, OK. And he said, you, you could have gotten more if you'd have been five minutes earlier. Uh, we had another customer, another regular who comes in and he gets five slices of okay. breakfast pizza and two large coffees every morning. Oh, every morning. And I said, God bless him. That's that's great. And the kid working behind the counter said, he's like, that's crazy. You can't do that. I'm like, who are you to judge? Yeah. Any size pizza is personal if you're committed enough. That's true. <laughs> and the owner came out and he's like, what did you just say? Like all serious. I said, any size pizza is a personal pizza if yes. you're committed enough. Exactly. He's like, that's going on the quote board. <laughs> said, huh? He's got a quote, quote board, board in the corner. He's putting me on the quote board. I love it. That's great. Yeah. And I do think that is a life skill. What quotes or eating commitment? Pizza? Any oh, size pizza is personal if you're committed enough. How committed are you? Commitment yeah. is a life skill. Whether yeah. it's pizza or a marriage or a con a workplace contract, they're all equally important. Yeah, no, you're right. It's actually pizza, right. Pizza is love. I agree. It's my favorite food. I don't know how I like kryptonite, uh, man. That is my it, kryptonite. It's bad. I, I, yeah, I love pizza. I love it. It's, um, it's my weakness. Yeah, pizza and and warm chocolate chip cookies. Those are my kryptonite. So, ever since you gave up crystal meth. Not just meth, it's crystal meth. That's the best, the better kind. Not just heroin, black tar heroin, damn it. <laughs> I don't know the difference. Um, I have to say it's kind of funny. We were staying, uh, I went up to Chicago to see my uh to see my son who couldn't get leave uh from the Navy for Thanksgiving. And we we went to um one of his buddies' parents had rented a uh like a VRBO like a house and they had a party and went over there and and he's like oh you gotta find you gotta see what we found in the cabinet he pulls out the cabinet a mason jar full of what appears to be pot I don't know because I don't know what I and so I'm so clueless that I don't even know what it is I mean like it was like these buds and stuff and and uh, we were just talking laughing about it but this other couple and us, my, my wife and I had no clue what it is, how it is, how to even smoke it. 
It's true. I don't know. I'm it was probably it. a little jar of oregano, John. No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. Sure. So maybe it was oregano, but I it's it, I guess I didn't know oregano came on buds, but uh came in buds, but stuff but doesn't anyways. grow on trees, man. I think it does actually. Or does it? Plant. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, I'm pretty clueless about crystal meth and meth and allegedly. Yeah, I like that. Uh, X-Factor Life Skills. Yeah, what do you people think are X-Factor Life Skills? Comment. Leave us a voicemail. Yeah. What else do you want people to do while they're uh, looking at their technology and listening to us? Well, they should subscribe always. They should like. That helps us. They should leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That always helps as well. And uh, they should tell their friends about the podcast. We We don't ask much of you people. No, we don't. I mean, you don't have to do all that at once. You do one a week. Or, you know, like have an accountability where you do one every day, something to help our podcast every day. Yeah. You could just go to playlists and look at all the episodes and go right down the whole list and like all of them. Oh, that'd, that'd be great. Yeah. On our on our YouTube page, that'd be great. Don't break the chain. Don't break, don't break the chain. Every day, do something to support the podcast. Yeah. I mean, we don't, um, we don't charge you for it. And with the the amount of wisdom that we spew on a weekly basis, we could charge a subscription. But instead, you know, we give it to you. And the only thing we ask in return is that you pay it forward. Share the podcast to someone else. Subscribe, rate and review, jingle the bells that give you the notification link when a new episode arrives. Tell someone about it. That's it. I subscribe to this podcast that these two strikingly handsome, incredibly intelligent, insanely articulate, entertaining young men who just share life wisdom each week that I couldn't find anywhere else. It's called the X Factor Podcast. You should check it out. Like that's I just gave you the script right there. That's the talking points. That's all you need. Yep. It's like a blind man in a nudist colony, JR. Not that hard. No. I'm learning this stuff. Yeah. That's all I got for you today. Hold yourself accountable and be respectful. How hard is that? Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah, treat treat people with respect. I mean, it's Eat your vegetables and wear a seatbelt. And don't smoke crack. Drink your water. That too. Ideally, it's mixed with pre-workout. And use your water to make some Bottom Gun Coffee, our sponsor. Um, We're still looking for a bourbon sponsor. We are. If anyone knows the fine folks at, what was the name of that bourbon you just tried? Uh, Well, so you're talking about the horse soldier? Whatever. Horse horse soldier. The veteran veteran owned, made in the USA company. Yeah, it's a great bourbon. Just had some horse soldier bourbon. Horse soldier. Yes. so anyone listening from Horse Soldier, we're, we're openly looking for a sponsor. Uh, so, you know, give us a call. I need call a sponsor. Us. I need a bourbon sponsor. Yeah, you have a, uh, I don't know. Uh, you have a problem with bourbon. I do. You have two hands, but only one mouth. That's the problem. So it really limits. You're unable to really reach your potential, John. 
because your mouth is outnumbered by your hands. You could have two rocks glasses full of your favorite bourbons. Yes. It's hard. Shy of an IV. Yes. Or a bourbon enema. I don't know what you do. That's a good point. I don't know what to do either. So I'll just stick with my one glass, one mouth, one hand. So it's good. That didn't sound good. Probably. It's called Horse Soldier Bourbon. Horse Soldier, yeah, it's great. Uh, if anyone knows yeah. the fine folks at Horse Soldier Bourbon or wants to just cold call them for us out of love, uh, that would be great. We were looking for a bourbon sponsor. Yes, yeah, absolutely. What's well, next? Week? What's, What's next? Week? Next week is uh, we're getting close to Christmas. Is next week? Uh, week? Yeah, that's Christmas week, right? Yeah. We're getting close, mm. not quite. Christmas. Are we taking the week off? Is that what you're suggesting? No, I don't. I don't know. I'm not suggesting okay. anything. So you have no plan for the podcast next Sunday, is what you're telling me. You don't know what the topic is, the episode topic, or anything. No, no. Right. We're no, gonna do a day after Christmas podcast on the 26th. We could do that. Yeah, we could do X Factor returns. Yeah. Yeah. We could do. I'd like to return this gift card. Yeah. Yeah. We could. We could talk about the the gifts that we got that have to go back. But not if we got a gift card. True. So there you have it. And there it is. I think next week is going to be X Factor Christmas desserts. Are we going to do that? Yeah. We haven't done that one. That's a great one. I like it. X Factor. I've already got mine ready. Desserts. All right. Yeah, hint. They come in individual little packages. Okay. Sounds like Pop Tarts. It's <laughs> not a toaster pastry. All right. That's all I got. That's all I got. Rate, review, subscribe, and uh, give us your X Factor life skill. Yeah, or let don't. us know. Or don't. You know, I know you're busy. It's the holidays. Whatever. Bye, everybody. Take care. Bye. Thank you. We love you.